Welcome to the Heart of the Father podcast. We're glad you're here and able to listen in. We're praying the Lord will speak to your heart through this message and that you be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. This morning is going to be a little different. We're going to have some testimonies um, that some folks are going to share. Um, the Lord is, like I say, is doing so much and... Um, the eldership team, we say yes to all of these things. And so we just want to, I was even thinking about Sissy. Um, if you guys haven't heard her story about this baby that's coming, Wilson, you should ask her even the name. Um, just that story is really beautiful. So you guys should find her. She'll tell you. or Maybe she'll share it here soon. I don't know. But um, we're going to start out with uh, Tim Shanahan. He's going to come on down and he's going to share a little bit about the food distribution, the grocery distribution. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Who's encouraged this morning? Who feels encouraged? Raise your hand if you got free of something this morning. If you got healed, raise your hand if you got free or healed of something this morning. Just look around. Look at all these hands. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We love you. You are worthy. Father, speak through me. May this body be edified and encouraged and provoked to love and good works. In Jesus' name, amen. So, um, yes, we started the food distribution was the first one, uh, I don't know, two Fridays ago, whatever. We have the next one coming up this Friday. I know Carissa said starts at 11. People could come and get food. And 10 a.m., volunteers. Uh, if you're able to, if you want to come a little bit earlier than that, uh, the, the food truck gets here at 9 a.m. Uh, so, you know, between that time, it's being unloaded and things are put in, in bags and stuff. It's great for kids. They love doing it. So if you want to come a little earlier, if, you, if you're free at 9.30, uh, no pressure at all. You're welcome to come, and uh, there'll be a little bit more to do. And then, you know, at the time, you know, people are standing in the street with signs. People are directing traffic. People are loading the food into the car. People are praying. Uh, so there's, there's many different hats to be worn, and we just say, come bring your supply. Uh, so this, this last one, so, okay, one testimony is this. I uh, felt like the Lord said, do not advertise this to anybody. Brother Danny agrees, said not to advertise it. And um, a sister spoke into it as well, said, whatever you do, don't advertise it. So everybody kept asking, you know, how are people going to be there? How are people going to know about it? And we just said, we're not going to advertise it. So it happens, and there's a few cars lined up. And then after these first few cars came, maybe about eight cars, there was nobody for about 15 minutes or so. And I was like, huh, we got all this food. And, and so the testimony is um, we gave out all the food. 100 families worth of food was all given out. So what happened was the cars trickled in the entire time. There was always a car coming in. So what happened was people were able to get prayer and it wasn't a rush, there wasn't 50 cars lined up. It, the cars trickled in, so everybody was able to get prayer, it wasn't rushed, and uh, that, that's one testimony, so praise God. Uh, so I don't, I don't think we're gonna advertise again either, because I think people start to know about it, the same people will come again, and they'll tell people about it. Uh, so we just wanna love people. Okay, so next testimony. Um, there was two people who had uh, significant back pain, uh, let's see. Uh, one person had a, a, said they had a spine disorder. It was level eight pain. 
I would just pray. They just sat in their car, and, and uh, a brother, a couple brothers prayed, and it was 100% gone, their back pain, 100% gone. A, a different man was, was going into back surgery the next day, and um, he, he was prayed for, and his back pain completely left. And he was freaking out because he, he said, I have surgery tomorrow. And he, was, he didn't know what to do. And I don't know what he did. But all, our job is to just pray and believe the word. So that's what happened there. And um, a couple from Brother Sam. A sister in Christ, a mother of two, 28 years old, has twins. Uh, one was a health battle. And they, uh, this sister's moved into a motel recently and feeling overwhelmed and uh, I guess, in a sense, homeless, overwhelmed financially, and uh, significant ankle pain as well, 7 out of 10. And God healed her foot, so her foot, her pain completely left. And multiple times uh, she was being touched by God. She was prophesied over and filled with the love of God into her life. So praise God, right? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Uh, A couple people were so impacted by what was going on, they said they want to volunteer next time people that were in the cars, so they want to volunteer. Uh, thank you, Lord. There's volunteers that were volunteering got, got prayed and got prayed for, and, and one brother was healed. Uh, brother Bill, I don't know if he's here. Um, praise God. He, he, was, uh, he was limping, and um, he prayed for twice. He walked with no limp and no pain, and he could lift his leg up on a bench. He couldn't do that before. Um, so praise God. This is not a light thing. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he still heals today. And um, the best testimony is, and uh, she texted me this morning, so uh, she's a sister in the Lord. Uh, her name is Iris. She gave her life to Christ at the, at the meeting. Iris, would you stand up for us? Every welcome our sister in the Lord, Iris. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Iris, we asked her, how did you, you know, how'd you come here? And, and she said she didn't even know how she got there. She didn't even know. She pulled in, and, and she said she wants to give her life to Jesus, and, and she's here in our body. So, guys, I just encourage you, find her, take her to lunch, or, or just love on her, and just show her what it looks like as the body of Christ. Let's do that right now. Yeah, come on. Let's go Hallelujah. pray for her. Iris, we're going to pray for you. Yes. You feel led, come over and lay hands and hallelujah. Iris is loved. She's accepted in the beloved. The love of God was shed abroad in her heart by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for Iris. We bless her right now. Be blessed. We welcome you into this body. We welcome you into the kingdom, as Barry said. She has been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of our glorious light. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That she is a new creation. That all things have passed away. All things in her are new. All things in her are of God. God, we just thank you for the way you're moving in her life. We bless her family. We bless her daughters. You are a God of reconciliation, of restoration. God, we just ask you right now, right now, touch her that she would feel your manifest presence and your love and your mercy and your kindness and your goodness and your faithfulness. We bless you, Iris, in Jesus' name. 
Lord, we thank you. Hold on, we're not done yet. Lord, we thank you for Iris. We just say welcome to the family. And the Lord is your shepherd. And we are all here his sheep. You're looking at a bunch of sheep. And there's one shepherd that we all look to. His name is Jesus. And he's been leading you and guiding you. And he brought you here today. There is more for your life. There's more for your family. And God, I thank you that you are destroying the works of the devil by bringing her into the light, bringing her into your love. And so we receive her today and we bless her in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. 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 Let's give it up for her. Thank you, Lord. The Lord Lord is doing something in this body. There's a a shift happening and and it's, you could sense it this morning. It's it's so powerful. And, And I'm telling you, the Lord, this is what I believe the Lord is saying. The Lord is saying, let me out. Let me out. The Bible says that you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. So we're going to let our light shine before men that they may glorify our Father in heaven. Let him out. Let him out. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Live, guys, God lives in you. God is in you. God is everywhere you go. God goes with you. He doesn't come and go. He abides and dwells in you. And I'm just saying, whatever job you have, if if you're a mechanic or whatever job, you're a missionary in that job. Okay, if you can't make it on Fridays and you're working, I say, praise God. I'm I'm not saying you have to take off of work. But everywhere you go, this is who we are. Everywhere we go. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Everywhere we go, this is who we are. Thank you, Lord. The world is shaking right now. The the earth is shaking. Our our country is shaking. But we have the answer. Let him out. Let him out. Praise God. Oh, Chris. Yes. Yes. Okay. Last testimony. testimony. Uh, Sister, uh, Chris, would you come up here? All this preaching, brother. You you get going. I like it. Jesus. Let's welcome Chris. All right, everybody, welcome Chris. Praise God. So Chris is new to our body as well. Uh, has it been maybe a month? How you been? Uh, been a little over two months. Okay, a little over two months Chris has been here. Uh, so definitely the Lord is going to speak through her right now. She's going to share for a couple minutes. She'll share how we met and, and what the Lord has done and what he's doing. So everybody say it, Chris. Thank you. Um, nice to meet everybody. I've been, I've been enjoying the time here. Um, I met Tim at a food pantry line where he was offering prayer to people, and I really needed it that day. Um, I had a lot of depression, pain in my hip, and I was pretty much going to be in a wheelchair again. Um, And after that prayer, I mean, not immediately, but like little by little, I'm like, wow, I feel better. I feel lighter, you know? Things didn't feel as heavy. Things didn't feel as dark. making some improvements in my life and um, I wanted to just give 
give God the glory for hearing and answering those prayers. And um, I have a, I'm going to do it as quickly as possible, but I have a four-year testimony to give you guys. Um, in 2018, March 2018, um, um, I needed to go to the hospital. Um, I was in really bad shape. I weighed almost 500 pounds because um, I have Durkheim's disease. It's a, it causes extreme obesity, and I've fought it all my life. And I was in such bad shape, they had to do emergency trach and put me in a coma for five weeks. Um, I spent almost three months in the hospital or so, and um, I had pneumonia while I was in there, and um, blood clots, you know, a lot of complications, but, and they didn't expect me to come off the ventilator. Um, but I did, and as they woke me, and um, I was, I was so discouraged, it was like a pity party. After I went home in June, um, I can't explain it. It was just like, they sent me home to die with no hope and um, just to live out whatever life I had. And I was like, you know what? Guess what, two years had passed and I was home and I was doing the same thing, same routine, same trach, you know, getting sick here and there. And I just decided, you know, I need to pray because I hadn't been doing that in a long time and opening my Bible. Um, I started doing that and then I started fasting and I, I looked up some diets and I decided to go on a diet as well. And every time I had a struggle, I'd open the, I'd open the Bible, I'd be praying. And um, so far, I, they, they, took, they took the trach out last December. I don't need oxygen anymore. I'm not on a ventilator at home anymore. I, I, can, I can walk. I enjoyed helping at the food pantry last week, buzzing back and forth. Um, and just, I've lost 270 pounds in two years. So, I, I just, I didn't smile before. I didn't have, like, I just feel, I just feel cheerful. Um, and there are struggles, you know, it's just, you have to pray about it. And I encourage everybody to do that. I, I mean, I, I have before pictures, and I didn't know if I wanted to share them or not. But when I look at those, I'm like, Jesus, you are just so good. You, you, you hear our prayers. When, even when you don't think he hears, he hears. Um, and you might need to go through that struggle to get someplace better. And um, that's about all. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad to be here. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody give Jesus the glory. Give Jesus the glory. The only name. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right, come on down, Rosa. I'm looking at you. So Rosa's going to testify. Hey, guys. Um, so yeah, that Sunday when Brandon was like, I feel like we just got to pray for lungs. I wasn't going to pass up front, um, but my husband was like, you better get up there. <laughs> because uh, when I, I was born with asthma, um, and so throughout my whole life I've had it. So in my mind, I was like, uh, it's not a big deal. Um, I've lived with it all my life, and it just... You know, it, it wasn't that big of a deal to me. And so 
we had the flu, he got it first, and then that Sunday I just had been like, it was gone, uh, but I still had like a cough. And then the, pa- the past three or four days, I wasn't able to sleep in our bed because I couldn't breathe because it flared up my asthma <clears throat> like never before. Um, and so I was sleeping in a recliner chair and I was wheezing um, every time that I would breathe, you know. And so that's why he was like, you better get up there. And so <laughs> I was like, okay. And then he came up with me. And um, it was funny because, you know, people were praying for me and I was receiving healing, but I was also being convicted at the same time. Um, And I was crying because I was being convicted because the Lord, you know, in his kindness was convicting me. And uh, they prayed for Estella, the girl that we're about to have, to to not have asthma. And I was like, yeah, I don't want her because it's genetic. Um, And so I was like, I don't want her to have asthma, you know, me being her mom. And so I'm like, okay, if I, being her mom, don't want my daughter to have asthma, then the father, you know, me me being his daughter, doesn't want me to have asthma either. Um, And it's, you know, it's just as important to him. And so I was like, oh, yeah, okay, thanks, Lord. (laughs) And uh, also my little sister, my littlest sister, she also has asthma. And I thought that she had worse asthma than me, um, but I've learned since then um, that I actually had worse asthma than her uh, growing up. <clears throat> and so that was even more of, you know, of a weight of like, okay, no, like this is a big deal. So when they were praying for me, I kept testing. You know, I kept like breathing in to see if I would wheeze. Um, and I kept doing it and I kept doing it as they, you know, as the whole time they were praying for healing. And then at the very end, once they transitioned to praying for pregnant mamas, um, I felt my airway clear. Um, (laughs) Yes. So it was really, really cool because I was like, wow, I can breathe. Like, and I had my inhaler in my purse and and I'd been using it since then. And so uh, that whole day, like, I was like, okay, I'm healed, you know, just believing it because sometimes it's hard to like really, really, you know, like, oh, is it just right now? I don't know. But literally, uh, I was like, no, like, I had been wheezing. Now I'm not. Like, my airway is clear. I was able to sleep in my bed that night. No problem at all. And then also, uh, when I went back to my seat, I felt led to text my mom and tell her, like, what had happened. And that I was thinking of my little sister believing for her healing. Um, and so, yeah, praise the Lord, because I can breathe now with no issue. <laughs> awesome. All right, last one. Dustin, this is uh, maybe not so much a testimony, but I think the Lord is really speaking through uh, speaking to Dustin through an encounter. So he's going to share this encounter and uh, I'm going to kind of speak into what he uh, shares with us. So let's give it up for Dustin one more time. <laughs> act, act right, please. Can't be, can't be yeah, serious yeah. for one second. <laughs> but this is serious. Um, thanks, Brandon. Miss um, Ellen said behave too. You know she don't play. <laughs> yeah, she's watching him. She's... 
Sweet but assertive and tough. Yeah. That's, yeah okay. um, so I, I was talking with Barry a few weeks ago. It was on a Thursday night. And we were talking about, you know, that tension, you know, how about we're talking about salvation, how one side of the of the subject, you know, we're, you know, we know he's never gonna pluck us from his hand, but but then there's a, there's the other side, you know, where you're really wrestling and working through your salvation. And in between those two, there's that tension, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know, it's called, you know, walking this earth and trying to serve Jesus, right? And so we were just talking about that and had a great conversation and, and I went home and, and, and uh, does anybody scroll through social media before they go to bed? Am I the only one in the country who does that? I didn't think it was just me, yeah. And uh, so I did my, you know, scrolling, you know, wasting time, whatever. And I went, fell asleep scrolling like I normally do. Uh, very productive 41-year-old up here, you know. <laughs> I, uh, I don't, I, <laughs> a couple of funny videos and stuff. It's really funny. Um, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Watching the bear video a couple of times. So, but, so I, I never dream. I never dream. Like I haven't had dreams in forever. And I think it's probably because I, fall asleep so late and I get up early, it's like I close my eyes and I, and I open them and it's morning and I'm, my eyes are red and I'm exhausted. But I had, a, I had a very visceral, like intense dream. And now I can share it. Uh, so I'm looking at my phone. I'm standing there. I'm looking at my cell phone and it looks like tunnels. And this is the dream. This is the dream. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm, this is my dream now. Welcome to my mind. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jay. Can you heckle me now? Nah. And I, in my dream, I, I'm holding my iPhone, and I'm looking, and I see these tunnels. And I'm like, these tunnels, it, it's like these, like, it's in this darkness, and then you see just a little glow of a tunnel, and I'm like, these are the tunnels to hell. Like, this, this is exactly what this is. And I look closer, and I look closer, and boom, I went into the tunnels, and I went to hell. And so I show up. And I'm in this filthy, disgusting room. I mean, it was nasty. You're talking about foul smelling. And, and I look over and there is a mother and, her, and a little girl. I'm not sure what that's, maybe because I have a wife and girls. I don't know. And they come up to me and I, and I look in their face and you can see just, just emptiness and darkness and death. There's like a demonic spirit was just over them. It was clearly because I was in hell, Right. You know, I'm not going to run to any angels anytime soon there. And so I'm like, I was kind of like, whoa. And then the mom just kind of looks and she goes, okay, okay, here's what we're going to do. And then she takes these snakes and these maggots and these uh, worms, like all kinds, of just start shoving them down my throat, shoving them up my nose, shoving my eye sockets, shoving my ears. And I'm literally like, like I can't breathe. It's like the sensation of drowning. If you can imagine like being suffocated or drowning, right? It was the panic, like out of one to 10, I was out of 15. I literally felt like I was being suffocated with this, these things that they were shoving in every orifice of my skull. And I'm, this is very visual. I get it. And it's disgusting, but I'm, I'm, this is, this really happened in my dream. And then everything falls out and I'm literally going, <sighs> And I look up at them, and they're just staring at me like, that's good, that's good. And I'm, and I'm just catching my breath, and I'm like, this fear is gripping me. I can't move. And then it said, okay, okay, okay. She grabs her hand. She goes, we'll be back. And they leave the room, and I wake up. I have a dead sleep. And, I, and the Holy Spirit said, Dustin, 
you are so distracted. And I went, oh. And he said, Dustin, my people are so distracted. And I was like, oh, man. So here's the worst part of it. And I'm, you know, full confession mode here, right? I'm being very vulnerable. Guess what I did the next two nights? Anybody want to guess? I scrolled. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. I'm scrolling. Yeah, it's funny because it's ridiculous. I get a warning shot, and I scroll two more nights. And my wife goes, being the, being the blessing she is, she goes, didn't you just have a dream about that? I was like, let's go. I said, yes, I did. But I don't think it was about this. Maybe, maybe, it, was, maybe it was about this. And so I decided to put my phone down. I'm not scrolling anymore at night. And God bless Matt Whitmiller. He's like, you know, he'll text me. Like, don't be scrolling tonight. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's right. And so I don't. Matt's so steady. He's a, he's a pillar. We, we love Matt Whitmiller, right? Give it up for Matt. Steady as he goes, man. Steady Matt. Faithful Matt. And, um, and so I haven't been doing it for two weeks. And I've been reading. Huh, imagine that, reading. You ever read the Bible and some scripture? Kind of, it's kind of helpful, right? Kind of enriches your life with the Lord. So I'm reading every night, and I'm having the most peaceful sleep that I've ever had in my life. And I got this. I'm already high. Yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord, man. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know the enemy did not want me to share today because he knows that this word is for everybody that is breathing right now, not just me, not just you, everybody. We are so distracted. And he told me this morning, and thank you, Lord. He said, and this is very simple. The Holy Spirit goes, hey, stop following the prince of darkness and start following the prince of peace, right? So as we're following people and influencers, let's follow Jesus, number one, right? Let's follow him. Amen? Yeah, you can clap for that. Let's follow Jesus. Let's, hey, shut out the noise. Let's, let's lock our gaze unto him. And I tell you, I, I, I cannot believe the peace that I have now. It is a, and look, it's not like I was, you know, I, it wasn't like I was watching pornography or horror flicks or anything like that. I was just, just mindlessly numbing my body and vegetative, just, just vegetative state, just scrolling and not even thinking. And then two, three hours go by like that. And I'm like, what? I've done this for years. And I'm like, how much time have I wasted, Lord? God, forgive us. Somebody's praying that real fast. Lord, I pray that you will forgive us. I repent right now for wasting the days, Lord, and the years that you graciously gave me. So, Lord, right now, Lord, I make a commitment. We as a body make a commitment to you. No more wasted years, no more wasted months, no more wasted weeks, no more wasted days, no more wasted hours, Father. Holy Spirit, help us to lockstep with you. And anything that needs to be cut out, needs to be, we need to be, that needs to be pruned, we need to be pruned, right? So Lord, anything that needs to be cut out and pruned so we can bear more fruit and grow on the vine of you, Lord, God, show us, Father. Show us, Jesus. Help us not to miss it, Lord. Help us not to miss this. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. I think I'm done, unless you want me to tell a joke. No. Y'all keep praying for Casey. Okay, so let's talk about this for a few minutes. I want to talk about social media. 
There's an organization, it's called uh, helpguide.org, and they did a, a study on social media. There's a lot of studies out there. You can find it real easily. I want to share a couple of things with us about our social media usage. It says, multiple studies have found a strong link between heavy social media usage and an increased risk for depression, anxiety, loneliness, self-harm, and even suicidal thoughts. Social media may promote negative experiences such as inadequacy about your life or appearance, fear of missing out, isolation, cyberbullying, and self-absorption. The study also found that many of us use social media as a security blanket whenever we're in a social situation and feel anxious, awkward, or lonely, we turn to our phones and log on to social media. It goes on to say, your heavy social media use could be a masking of other, other underlying problems such as stress, depression, or boredom. If you spend more time on social media when you're feeling down, lonely, or bored, you may be using it as a way to distract yourself from unpleasant feelings or self-soothe your moods. I almost wonder if we were to all take our phones out. You ever done this before where you, you take your phone out and go to settings and you go and you scroll down and you go to screen time. And you go to see all activity and it literally tells you how much time you spend on social media, on entertainment, on productivity and finances, and etc. How would you feel if you had to set up a meeting with the elders and we got to look through that? I'm sure you guys would be pretty like nervous, like, oh gosh, right? But how much more if you had to sit down with Jesus? And he gets to go through your phone and opens it up. He knows your password already, right? And he goes to settings and he scrolls down to screen time and he hits see all activity. As I was praying into today, and I knew that we were going to share some testimonies. Um, I just could not shake this dream Dustin had. Could not shake it. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, it says, See then that you walk carefully, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time or making the most of your time because the days are evil. I understand we can use social media to market, to network, to connect, right? That's awesome, use it. But I wonder how much time you and I are literally wasting by simply scrolling. Where you just, 
There's no fruit. There's no connecting. You're not marketing. You're not networking. Psalm 90 says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So I did a little practice myself with this passage. Teach us to number our days. So let's assume I live to be 80 years old. Okay, 80 minus I'm 33. So it's 47 years left. Times 365. I have 17,000 days left on this earth. But if you look at the national average, most people, most men live to about 72, not 80. 72 minus 33. It's 39 times 365. It's 14,000 days. I mean, to me, that doesn't feel like a whole lot of days left. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Are we using our time that the Lord has given us for his purposes, or are we wasting it? So there's another study. I want to read it to you. This study was done by God himself. This study revealed that heavy usage of his word will increase the risk for individuals to walk in the following. Excessive freedom, abounding grace, a peace that surpasses understanding, a love that abounds and a life filled with goodness. This study also showed that consistent reading of the word will increase the power of the spirit, brighten the light that exposes darkness, renew personal strength, elevate the spirit of prayer, and increase the anointing on an individual's life. So we have two options before us. We can scroll on social media, or we can scroll through this. Which one are you giving yourself to? I mean, literally, if I had a box and I said, hey, in this box here, if you use this, it could lead to depression, anxiety, loneliness, maybe even suicide. It's like those one commercials. Right? You take this pill and it tells you all the benefits at the very end. They talk really fast. Right? And they say, if you use it, you could die. You'll excessive vomiting and diarrhea. You're like, dang. But then I had another box that said, hey, if you use this box here, you will increase in the knowledge of God. You'll grow in power and in anointing. You'll be filled with joy unspeakable. I mean, which one would you choose? I mean, it's obvious, okay, duh, yes. But when we play it out in real life, we're not really choosing that. We're choosing the scroll. And the enemy has deceived us. And I understand some people say, well, I'm using, I'm using social media to preach the gospel, all that stuff. Well, I would say, do that, please do that. But what's interesting as well, if you look at Churches in the Middle East, that's growing the underground church in China. They don't need social media to grow the church. So Ephesians 5, 
See then that you walk carefully, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, making the best usage of your time. Because the days are evil. I have seven things. I'm just going to say, I'm not going to really speak into these very long. Seven things you can do besides scroll. The first one, you can pray in the spirit. Second thing you can do, you can get in the word. You can start memorizing scripture. Third thing you can do, go be active. Go for a walk. Go be healthy physically. I've been hearing stories that the Lord is after some of us concerning our health. Go be active. Put your phone down. Go for a walk. Grab your spouse. Phone a friend and, and, and walk with them as well. The fourth thing you can do is you can rest. I'm telling you, looking at this and scrolling, that's not rest. Who, who feels refreshed after work? Who feels rejuvenated after work? Why do we do this? Stupid. Go rest. Next thing you can do, you can work on your craft. You can maybe write that song. You can maybe start working on that business you want to start. What has God called you to do? Well, if you're spending hours on this, you're not doing that. God has given you a grace and anointing to do something. You need more time to do it like we, like we all do. Well, let's put our phone down. Let's go do it. The sixth thing you can do is you can call somebody. Call a brother or sister. Somebody this past week, they called me and just, just to call me. I thought they were needing something, but they're like, no, I just want to see how you're doing. It was refreshing. When's the last time you called someone just to say, hey, just want to see how you're doing, just want to bless you, want to encourage you? So instead of scrolling, right, think of who can I call just to see how they're doing. Call them. The last thing you can do, instead of scrolling, is you can exercise self-control. So when you've run, you've, say you've done all those six things, you're like, okay, I've, I've prayed in the spirit, I got in the scriptures, I, got, I was active, I rested, working on my craft, I phoned a friend, Lord, what else do I do? I need something to do. Uh, self-control. No. Tell yourself no. You're not going to fall for wasting time again. Now, I'm not saying we can't ever use social media anymore. But some of us need some self-discipline. We need some self-control. Some of us have put that little time limit on your phone, right? And it tells you when your time's up. And what do you do? Just avoid it. You cancel it. Anybody do that? Okay, only two people being honest. I've done it before. <laughs> right? I'll just, I'm good. But Psalm 119 says... Lord, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your word. All of this mindless scrolling, what it really reveals is that we actually do not delight in the word of God. We are more entertained with that than this. And we need to confess it. We need to be honest with ourselves and say, God, I really don't long for your word. Like I, like I think I do. 
I would encourage you to start reading Psalm 119. If you read that chapter, you will be exposed of how much you actually don't love the word. And it'll put you in a connection with God where you humble yourself. And he'll actually put a fire in you for his word. We need the word of God. We need to be filled with the word of God. We need this scroll. Will you stand with me? The Father is pruning us in this area. Feel the tension in your relationship with the Lord about this issue. Father, we have been foolish. Father, some of us, some of your children are addicted. Some of your children are bound in comparison because of social media. Some of your children are filled with worldliness. Would you shine the light? We ask for your light that shines. Expose the darkness. Let us not participate. Let us not have fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. pray, Lord, you would help us to sow into our time with you. We would sow into the word that we might reap the word. We've been sowing into the flesh and we've been reaping the flesh. see in my mind's eye and to see an altar that's full of phones, full of cell phones at the altar. And everyone just turning their back and leaving them behind. And beginning this journey with God and his word again. God, would you light a fresh passion in our hearts for your word? Would you revive us according to your word? Father, we need your word. Lord, your word is rare in the land, and your word is rare and in some of your people. 
may it not be so. Would you fill us afresh? Would you stir our hearts for passion for your word again? Would you give us a hunger for the spirit of truth? Like the Lord has a, an exhortation for us, just short, and it's this: the gardener does not come to hurt you. He comes to make you more fruitful. And the pruning may pinch, but it only lasts for a moment. But the fruit that is produced carries eternity in it. repeat after me say Lord you can pinch me Father you can prune me Father you can pinch me Father you can prune me fruit is coming church the fruitfulness is coming I feel like uh, the Lord has been dealing with me on, on this and just being, um, specifically just being distracted on my phone and uh, for like a week now, because we've, Dustin and the worship team, we kind of talked about this a little bit about a week ago and we knew that he was going to be sharing on it, um, but I already felt like, before we talked about it, I already felt like the Lord was kind of like trying to get my attention with the matter, um, nowhere near as vivid as, as a dream or anything like that, it was because I was kind of too distracted for it anyways. I mean, I actually texted us and I was like, dude, I've just been so distracted that like, I begin to feel like I miss my family that I live with. <laughs> like, I'm on my phone so much that I'm just like, man, I miss my wife and my kids and they're in the room with me. And so, uh, but something that I felt like the Lord like during worship was kind of like laid on my heart last week. And I felt like it was really personal to an extent, but at the same time I figured at, at this point this morning, I would go ahead and share it in case anybody needed to hear it or maybe just confirm it if you feel like you're feeling or hearing the same thing, but I just felt like the Lord was uh, essentially saying, um, you know, the fact that you feel so run down and so um, kind of just overburdened uh, and dry 
is not because of everything that you're going through. Um, the enemy wants you to think that work is too stressful or whatever. Uh, I've been dealing with pain in my back, like, oh, this is just too stressful or too difficult. Or, you know, raising a family is just so stressful that it's like trying to balance all this stuff is just so difficult. And that's why you feel run down. I feel like that's the lie that the enemy wants to tell you. It's just like, well, you're just going through a lot or you're dealing with a lot. And I just feel like the Lord was saying, like, I'm not going to give you rations. Like, I'm not going to give you just enough. Like, my supply is so that your cup can still be running over. So even if your demand is so big or so high or so heavy, like, I, I still have plenty for that. Like, I have more than enough for that. And um, specifically, I just feel like the Lord was saying, you know, you, you still have to come and, and drink. Like, you, you're going to be thirsty if you don't even come and drink anymore. It's not because I don't have enough or because I'm only giving you so little. So, um, but yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Amen. So I want to encourage us as a body, if you need to confess to a brother or sister, do that. If you need accountability from a brother or sister, do that. Tell them, say, hey, call me, text me, make sure I'm in the word. Or maybe you set up a prayer meeting with someone and you get together and you pray and you seek the Lord. You can get really creative, but the Lord, he is dealing with us in this area. I hope you, I hope you feel it. He's a good father. He wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to be faithful. He will do all that he can to make sure we do that, but he needs our participation. So it's okay if you leave this morning and you feel heavy because you're wrestling with God and he's maybe asking you for some stuff. And I pray that you would wrestle with God until you find peace. I was gonna pray for peace, but I'm like, no, you get your own peace. I got mine. I've been off social media about three weeks now. It's been great. Some of you have that FOMO, fear of missing out, right? I ain't missing out on nothing. If I miss you, I'll call you. Oh, and I've been good. I've been talking to Joe. I miss Joe. Joe and I have been talking on the phone. Joe, Joe tempting me right now. But you need to wrestle with God until you get your own peace. I love you all. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning or other weekly gathering, know that you're more than welcome. And if you'd like other resources on or about this ministry, or for any deeper questions you may have, be sure to visit our website at hotfmlakeland.com.